Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Show you see, I'm here with Dane Sprinkle, the coach of the Montana State Bobcats. But get the coach Sprinkle, I'll let you all know. Go to bossmanshow.com, go to the top of the page, hit the Amazon banner, and you can go shop through Amazon.com. If you shop through our website, it'll help the community of Atlanta, help us raise money for the Christmas time, and also first of the year, New Year's resources for people. So, folks, go to bossmanshow.com, hit the top of our page. Coach can do this too, even shop through Amazon through our website, help the community of Atlanta, help us help the community. So, folks, no do doubt. that today. And now we're joined by my friend, Montana State Bacchus head coach, Dane Sprinkle. Coach, good to see you, man. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, man. Always, uh, always a pleasure being on the show and, and uh, getting some of, that, some of that down south lingo. I wish I had some of the food and some of the weather going on right now, but uh, I hear that. I'll be down there soon enough. Man, let me talk to you about it, man. You know, my birthday was March 11th, Coach Sprinkle, and, you know, that's when everything kind of went crazy on my birthday. So were you all already in Boise when that went down? So how was that, trying to get ready to play and everything just kind of shut down and sending kids home from there, man? Yeah, we found out right after uh, pregame meal. We were playing uh, Portland State that afternoon, and we had actually just had pregame breakfast, actually. Got back to the hotel, and that's when I got the call from the president of the school and our athletic director. And we had to bring the guys back down into the uh, conference room and, and inform them of the, uh, the decision that the, camp, that the tournament was canceled. And that's probably the hardest thing I've ever had to do in coaching, um, just from a standpoint of looking, you know, your seniors in the eyes, you know. And those guys, they'd meant so much to me just because obviously it was my first year as a head coach and how much they'd done for me. And, you know, it was it – was, uh, it was a challenging time, and, and I, I can only imagine. We only had two seniors. You know, some programs had six, seven seniors. And uh, like our women's program, they won the championship. They were actually playing for the championship that night. The wow. women's tournament starts earlier, and they had like five, six seniors who were – they were tremendous. And so, I mean, it was – I can't even imagine how mad I'd be if I was our women's coach. Most definitely. And for you, Coach Sprinkle, year one, buddy, 16 wins, 10 wins in conference and year one. So how to make you feel good and know you're getting where it counts the most, 10 wins in year one where you have to play 20 games in conference there. Yeah, it did. And, uh, you know, there's always some games where you look back and, you know, you wish you would have won those. But then there's also some games where we probably got lucky to hit a couple shots and win those. So. I think it was Bill Parcell says you are what your record says you are, and uh, we were ten. And, yep, we were ten and ten, and uh, which was a productive first season. Uh, it's still not where we want to get this program, but you know I think you know what we established in year one um, and going forward with some of the recruits we have coming in. You know I think we you know hopefully kind of set the standard. Now we gotta we gotta keep getting better. 
And what did you learn in your first year as a head coach? I know you've been a sister coach on our friend DJ Taylor, of course, and other places as well. So what did you really learn that year when being a head man, making all those calls for yourself now this season? Yeah, I mean, I realized how much stress a head coach goes through. And it's, uh, you know, I almost, you almost want to call and apologize all the guys you work for because you don't even realize what they're going through at the time. And, uh, but just the daily decisions that you have to make that are pretty taxing just mentally. And it could be from everything from, you know, you get this shirt, you want to put this logo or you want the other one, what colors you want. It's just like, there's so much stuff that goes into it. And then, you know, being able to manage your boosters, your fan base, you know, being able to manage your athletic department, your athletic director, associate athletic marketing, um, you know, and that's not even including getting ready for practice, coaching in the game, making sure your guys are okay mentally, physically, you know, managing your staff. Uh, there's so much that goes into it that I don't even think you can prepare for it until you just kind of got to get thrown in the fire and you just kind of got to rock and roll from there. I hear that. And then trying to go through year two here through a COVID offseason now. So how has that been COVID-wise, trying to keep guys in, in order and classroom accountable for that, keeping them healthy at home as well, Coach, and also get them in some kind of a shape to return back to you guys once the quarantine ended? Yeah, there's no perfect way to go about it, I don't think. You know, you just kind of have to take it day by day. You have to – I think as coaches now, we've all learned to be pretty fluid. And there's going to be days where you don't have five guys in practice. There's going to be days where you might only have five guys. And there's going to be days like we have today where there's nobody here. And, uh, you know, you just kind of have to take it day by day. And, you know, you have to figure out different ways. Everybody kind of what we're doing now, whether you're Zooming or WebEx, you know, keeping your players engaged, you know, somehow academically, basketball-wise, um, you know, because – Sometimes they just have to sit at home if, if they're quarantined and they can't leave. You know, it's hard to stay in shape. But trying to keep their mind engaged and, and just to make sure they're mentally okay so that way when they do get back, you can kind of just kind of hit the ground running. But it's been, uh, it's been brutal. You know, it, it really has. Probably just like you guys in any walk of life. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of a go-getter. I want to go out recruiting. I want to, you know, you want to feel definitely. like you're getting something done that day. And there's days where you feel like you're not getting a whole lot done. Well, I'll tell you, I haven't left Atlanta since March 9th, Coach, and I've been here the last seven months. I haven't left town. You know, I'm usually on the road covering the game here and there. I haven't left town in seven months. So I, I like to get out and see my people having to conduct sales calls via Zoom and FaceTiming and stuff. So I'm a hands-on person like you are, Coach, and being stuck here in the man cave downstairs is not what I'm used to. Come up to Montana, man. You're always welcome. You're always welcome up here. It's one of the safer places in the country, so come on up. I need that, Coach, because, you know, here in Atlanta, man, folks crazy around here. But <laughs> and we got direct flights from Bozeman to Atlanta. So any recruits listening to you guys got direct flights between here and Atlanta, too. So Most definitely. Most definitely. And speaking of recruiting, Coach, how was that via Zoom? Uh, trying to get meet people's families and get – a relationship with their parents and get them to show them the campus via Zoom presentations. How was that this time around? That's something you keep going doing going forward here. Yeah, it uh, it was it was different. You know, I mean, the one thing that that we're pretty fortunate is like, academically, it's a it's a pretty prestigious academic school. You know, which a lot of people don't know until 
you know, we provide them with that information, you know, especially our engineering business departments. And so once we kind of get that into the hands of the parents and the kids, like that, the academic sells itself. Now, a lot of kids just here in Montana and they, they've never been here. And so that's one of the things we kind of have to get past. But once we show them pictures and, you know, show them some of the celebrities that live up here and how big Bozeman's getting, it's, you know, it's the fastest growing city of its size in the, uh, in the entire United States right now. And so a lot of people moving up here, but, you know, you have to find different ways to sell your university. You have to find ways to, like you said, do the virtual tours of campus, the arenas, your facilities, uh, renovations or upgrades you're doing, which we're doing a lot of. And so it, uh, I think it's going to change the whole landscape of recruiting going forward. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if the NCAA changes a lot of rules now that they know we can save a lot of money by doing a lot of virtual stuff. Um, yes. But I think probably like you were just mentioning a minute ago, there's, there's nothing like physically getting on a college campus and feeling and touching and sitting in an arena, sitting in a locker room and, and feeling the vibe and the energy that's on that campus. Hey, Coach, it's not fun doing reporting, watching or practice via Zoom. That's not fun to me. Yeah, exactly. I'd, rather, I'd, rather, I'd rather be right there on the court watching guys, how they shooting the ball that day, how their mindsets, how they respond to coaching. I, I, I can tell via Zoom to a degree, but actually seeing really how it is, man, doesn't like it, man. It's hard doing this, the, the gig here via the Zoom thing, but it's good for the radio show. But for the other part of my job, not so good. <laughs> No question. <clears throat> yeah, there's a lot of real life situations that we could talk about that Zoom's not Zoom's not the way to go. You got that right, brother. You got that right. <laughs> and now look at this coach. So talk to us about this, man. You, your conference, the big sky for young men here in Atlanta and beyond. That's a great conference out there, man. And and you know what was you know, Montana, uh no, Coach DeCure and them guys, they didn't win this time. Coach Leggins got them, got them that the championship. So the conference from top to bottom, even you guys getting 10 wins, it's not an easy out in, in the Big Sky ever. So I thought for young men, if you go into the Big Sky, the, the basketball is high quality. Coach is high quality. And guess what? If you play with, put it off the right film, the scouts will find you and see you. No, no question. I mean, you look at Damian Lillard played at Weber State in the Big Sky. Uh, Rodney Stuckey that played for the Pistons. He played at Eastern Washington. Uh, you know, I think Weber State had another kid get – they might have had two other kids either get drafted in the past 10 years. So, like, there, there's been there's, – there's some tremendous players. You know, we had a kid at Montana State. Uh, I didn't coach him, but he was before me, Tyler Hall, who's the all-time leading scorer in Big Sky Conference history. And he played with the, the G League team for the New York Knicks. And don't be surprised if he's in the NBA this year. And so, I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a very talented league. It's a very well-coached league uh, from top to bottom. Um, no matter where you go, it's a tough league to win on the road because we are in kind of remote places where they're college towns. So when you're going there, I mean, there's always a good environment, and it's, a, it's hard to win on the road. You're always, you know, very rarely are you able to just bust to a place. And so, I mean, it's taking a flight, staying in a hotel, and, and getting ready to rock and roll against a good home court advantage. So it's a, it's a tremendous league. And uh, it's only getting better. You know, you mentioned, I don't know if you knew, but we're, I think we're the 18th or 19th rated conference in the country last year. You know, I believe out of, you know, 29, 30 conferences. And so, you know, when you factor in the Power Five and then Mountain West, you know, some of those, I mean, all of a sudden there's 14 right there, you know, and all of a sudden we're in that next five, you know, which is pretty impressive. 
Most definitely, the coach. Tell us something about your newcomers this year that you have coming back on your roster, some of your returners, because I want my listeners to know who to look for on your roster. Tell my listeners to check you out. It's, I know it's late night. I know it's kind of yep. a few hours behind, but hey, check my man out. So tell us some guys up, what you just look out for on your roster this year, newcomers and returners here. Yeah, we have a we have a big guy who's going to be a junior. He uh, he came in uh, last year was his first year uh, along with me, and he uh, he got newcomer of the year in our league. His name is Jabril Bello, uh, six eight, six nine, really athletic. Um, I mean, he, his his potential is limitless, you know, because he he just started playing when he was fifteen or sixteen years old. Wow. He's from London, and so he uh, he he's tremendous. He'll be one of the you know top returning players in the league. Um, another kid from London, his roommate actually, uh, Ahmed Adamu was a JC transfer that came in uh, when I got the job. He averaged about 12 and a half a game last year. Really explosive player and uh, expecting huge things out of him. He'll be a senior. We had another guy sitting out last year, Xavier Bishop, uh, who played for a good friend of mine, Kareem Richardson at U University of Missouri, Kansas City. He transferred here. He has one year left. He's about 5'8 on a good day. And, uh, but he is, he is jet quick. He can really finish at the rim. He can score it. He averaged, he was a third leading scorer in the WAC. Uh, conference two years ago and so we're expecting huge things from him uh, we have another 6'11 kid Devin Kirby uh, who will be in his fifth year this year uh, who's, who just keeps getting better and better but he's uh, probably our best defensive player uh, and rebounder and so you know we got some pieces coming back um, we got a lot of young talent that we brought in we have eight new guys uh, everything from a one grad transfer to a three JC kids to two high school kids and so I'm, I'm excited with kind of the potential and, and bringing this group together. Most definitely, you have a great mix there of young and old because you need to, you need to kind of be old but have the right mix in the pipeline so yeah. you can keep it going. So thank you, thank you got it going good so far, brother. <laughs> thank you got some improvement. No, we, I mean, I hope so. You know, hopefully they can make some shots and get in a defensive stance when the time calls for it. That. Most definitely. So I got to ask you, man, tell us about your golf game. I know I talked to Coach Taylor and Coach Smith. They told me you are a great golfer, man. So First off, if anybody listens to your show, they know Coach Taylor and Coach Smith. Don't listen to anything they say if they're talking about that, especially about golf. Don't listen to that. No. <laughs> Diedrich actually came up this summer, and uh, and he stayed with me for about a week, and, and we got out and golfed, and – Man, he was whooping my butts. So don't even let him. Don't even let him hype you up or Coach Smith. But no, I, I was glad I was actually able to get out on the golf course this summer. That's the first time I was able to get out in you know quite a while. Because in LA, I'd play you know maybe once or twice a year, and uh, it was fun. Obviously, I get a, a country club membership here at, at, with MSU, and so it's fun because you you can get out there and you can mingle with the boosters, and there's some great guys out there. And, and uh, but I I would say I'm I'm a very very average golfer. Don't let them hype you up. Well, coach, I'm, I like I told Coach Taylor and Coach Smith, man, look, everything I'm hitting is going going left because I have this whole cross body swing routine. Everything is going left always. <laughs> I wish I knew mine was going left. Mine could go left, right, back. You never know which way mine's going. So at least you know which direction it's going. Same with bowling. When I, when I bowl, it's always going left on me. It's like, <laughs> I'm 
so right hand dominated. Everything's going left on me because I can, anything I do is going left on me. Anything I do, golf or bowling, I'm I'm screwed. It's left. It's left every time. Hey, you just you just gotta you just gotta aim a little more to the right, golfing and bowling wise, and that way it'll go right where you need it to go. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And that's what I ask you, coaches, about is the schedule. I know. We started November 25th. It killed the schedule for you guys. And I know you got to raise yep. some money for university. So how has that been trying to kind of get games doing different things, different quarantines, different regulations? So how has that been so far? Yeah, it, uh, it, it's been crazy. Uh, kind of like everybody else, there's a lot of people still scrambling for some games. Uh, we're fortunate we, we, we're pretty much done. Um, we still have two contracts that are outstanding. We're just waiting for a couple of signatures. But – you know, what we do have right now is we're going to play at Washington State uh, right around December 18th or 19th, Pac-12 opponent. Uh, then we're going to drive straight from there to University of Portland, and we'll play University of Portland on December 22nd. Uh, we have University of Pacific with uh, Coach Stoudemire, uh, who's done a tremendous job there. And uh, we play them December 2nd out on the road. And so th we got three really tough games right there just on the road, and our other games are – more than likely going to be on the road also. But if we can't have fans in our arena, I would rather be on the road. And, you know, because we are going to have to make money, not only for our program, but for some of our other programs in our department mm -hmm. to help them out too. And so we're probably going to be on the, we're going to be on the road for the whole month of November and December. And, and hopefully we're able to have fans back in our building come conference time, the end of uh, our first conference game is December 31st. And so. Wow, yeah. Well, I'm hoping you all can raise that money, and hopefully in 2021 the season you can come to Atlanta, and hopefully that one of the schools here will bring you out this way, and I can show you a good time while you all are yeah, tell, tell Coach Pastor to pay us a little bit of money. We'll come down there. <laughs> hey, he's my guy. I got to send my text, man. <laughs> Hook my man up exactly. in Montana State, man. Hook him up with something. No you know, doubt. Guy over there in Tech. Over on Tech. What do y'all got something for my man? <laughs> No doubt, man. We'll have a little we'll have pregame meal at Spawn Divots, and I'm sure there's some other we'll go to six feet under one of those times. We'll hit some good spots. Most definitely. Oh, can't forget about Tim Lizzie's in Grand Park. Great tacos. Pick any yep, three you want too. to, and there you go. <laughs> I've been there. And I'm trying to think the other place I always tell Coach Taylor about is uh the flying biscuit. Yes, the flying the biscuit. Place. But he yep. loves the Waffle House. He's a Waffle House guy though. He loves the hey, Waffle hey. House. He can eat – I had to plan – me and Coach Smith, we'd have to plan out our recruiting, and we'd have to find where the Waffle House was, and we'd have to say, okay, it's 15 minutes. Okay, we got to get him here to get him back in time for this game because he's he's not messing around with his Waffle House. Hey, he's a house king. I said, man, you are the house <laughs> king. Like, look, Waffle House is cool in a pinch, but, man, you love it too much for me. <laughs> no doubt, man. Me too. And he gets the same thing. He could go there three times a day. He'll get the same thing. Wow. See, I can't do it, man. Like, <laughs> I, I like the house for what it is, but it's like every day, bro, three times a day. Nah, uh, man. Too. I got to switch up a little bit. <laughs> me too, man. Me too. Man, Coach, good to catch up with you. Good to see you, man. I said, I'm going to take care of you. Come to town. I'm going to take care of everybody, and I'll talk to Josh for you as well, brother. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you so Always much. Always good. Hey, appreciate you having me. Anytime, buddy. And thanks for going to the right, Boss man. man Show.
For all your photo, video, and voiceover needs, check out the fine folks at Blu-ray Productions. They will take good care of you. If you don't believe me, you can see for yourself. Check out their work at BlueberryProductions.tv, the Facebook page, Blueberry Productions. Also, a Vimeo page, a YouTube page, and it's Blueberry, B-L-U-B-E-R-R-Y, Prod on Twitter. Check them out today. Blueberry Productions, great people, great work, great service. Hey there, your yard took a real beating this summer. Luckily, Scott's Turf Builder Winter Guard has your back. Just feed your grass with Scott's again this fall when the air is cool and the soil is warm. It's the perfect time to give your lawn a boost. If you do, Winter Guard will give your yard the nourishment it needs to help weak, thin grass recover and support root growth, giving you a greener, more resilient lawn both now and next spring. Guaranteed. Grab a bag of Scott's Turf Builder Winter Guard today. You'll be back to barbecuing in no time. This is a Scott's Yard. Hey parents, we all try to be extra careful with our children in the car, but then we get an important call or text. Remember, our children are watching. Make every drive a good example. Be in the zone. Turn off your phone. Visit childrenshospital.vanderbilt.org slash B-I-T-Z to learn more about our teen driver safety program. Brought to you by Monroe Carroll Jr. Children's Hospital at Vanderbilt, the Ford Motor Company Fund, and the Allstate Foundation. Hello, my name is Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focused on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student-athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Once again, www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach TWheel24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams24. Or you can call me at 404-542-607. Once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Bossman Radio Show covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you. All right, folks, back on the Boss Man Show here with my buddy Daniel Ford, Missouri State Bears here with me. But, folks, for go to Coach Ford, go to Amazon.com. Go to the Boss Man Show tab on the Boss Man Show website. Click the Amazon banner. Shop there and also get your Amazon kickback for the boss man show and all his community as well we're trying to raise money for kids for christmas as well here at the boss man show go to our website the banner amazon top of our page shop through our website you get a little bit of a kickback so the show as well we help the community in atlanta here but now we're gonna go to my buddy dana ford coach ford man how you doing brother talk to me good doing good boss how are you i can't complain man joining my, my this and did the best way I can. I told you off there, man, learning about stocks, playing the guitar now, man, and lost some weight, enjoying the man cave down here in, in the ATL, man. No complaints on my end, brother. How's things with you and your family? Things are good. Uh, COVID has, you know, obviously changed some things. I've spent a lot more time with my family. And um, like you said, I've taken on some new hobbies and, and tried to be a better uh, uh, Mr. Fix-It around the house. And um, 
again, you know, just, just trying to develop and, and become a better person during these challenging times. And, and hopefully all of us come out better uh, when this is all over. You got that right, buddy. Now, Coach, you know, I know you got you lost the Valpo on March 7th, so you wasn't really in that mix of that week, the crazy week after that fact. So how did you all handle the whole COVID thing when it came down, sending your guys home, moving from in-class in to virtual? How did all that go for you and your staff and your team? Well, we were on spring break at the time, so our guys were gone in the first place. So, so we, uh, we just told them to stay wherever they were. And uh, as coaches, we were all out recruiting. And so we immediately had to board a plane or a car and get, get back uh, to town as soon as possible. I was out on the East Coast, um, maybe in the Connecticut area. And uh, I had to uh, board a plane and, and, and get back home. I believe it was the March the 6th, maybe, or 7th or somewhere in that range. Or, 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 or I guess the 9th it would have been, something like that, after our game, like you mentioned. But, um, you know, definitely um, came out of nowhere for us. And, and we had to adjust on the fly. But, you know, our guys were home. No one was on campus. And, um the one that was in town stays off campus, so so he immediately went into lockdown like the rest of the country. Most definitely, and you know, just having to have your young men's academics take full stage there at home and not able to be in that environment structure around you guys. So academic advisors probably played a big role for you and, and your assistant coaches to make sure your young men had a strong semester in that spring semester and the summer as well. Yeah, you know, our, our academic services here do, do, does a great job, and um, our guys are on par prior to COVID, and after COVID really, really handled it well. You know, our guys uh, were in constant communication with, with our academic services, and our professors were very accommodating, like I would imagine most would be around the country doing this type of situation. So uh, we ended with one of our best semesters. Uh, we didn't publicize anything like like some programs did in terms of GPAs and things of that nature. But we did have multiple guys make the uh, Missouri Valley Conference on a roll. And uh, we, we had one of the best semesters probably we've ever had. And a lot of that has to do with a lot of classes went to pass fail just due to the pandemic. And so if you had 12 hours and three of them went to pass fail and you only had to complete one class, for a letter grade and you received an A, you actually got a 4.0. So it's a high GPA, but there's a little little bit of method to the madness to, to making that happen. Most definitely. And so how do you keep your young men engaged, Coach Ford, mentally when you're away from them? They're back in their own places, back home with their family. So how is that using the Zoom time and FaceTime to engage your young men mentally, knowing what was going on all around us with the social justice in our country and the world, of course, and the, and the pandemic. So how did you all use that to kind of keep your young men engaged with what's going on in the world and keeping them mentally sharp as well? Well, what we decided to do was, was to allow them to totally unplug, and, and that meant even from our program and, you know, put their families first, their health first in terms of the COVID and, and uh, kind of just do their own thing. And so we, we, we had Zooms, but we, we didn't have as, quite as many as some other programs maybe. Um, because we just felt like at that point in time, we were probably would be pressing some things, uh, and there was no end in sight. So, so, you know, you make this huge commitment to starting to do these zoom meetings and, and team meetings, and there's no end in sight. So, so how long would you possibly be doing that? And we, we didn't want to get into that type of situation, but, but when, when, 
when problems may occurred or when we felt like topics are big enough to discuss, we definitely got together on a couple Zoom calls and um, uh, really, you know, got on the same page. And we spent most of that time recruiting because we had to sign a big class in the spring. So we didn't have a lot of time to just connect with the few guys that we had left over. We did that on a more individual basis. And how was that Zoom recruiting, Mac? I know you're a face-to-face guy. You look, you look see these guys in person, love to touch them and feel them. How is it for you being the way you are, man, having to recruit via Zoom and do on-campus on visits via the Zoom, showing them the campus and showing them you know, their families via Zoom? How was that for you? It was challenging because, like you mentioned, we're, we're more of a hands-on staff here. We, we like to connect with our people. But in this situation, it was our only choice, and so we made it work for us. Um, one thing I will say about Zoom, it's a lot more, it seems to be a lot more time consuming than, than the traditional phone calls uh, be, because obviously you're, you're here, you're face to face and uh, it's not like a phone call where you could possibly be doing something else, maybe like walking your dog or making your breakfast or grabbing a coffee or something like that. So uh, it, it took a lot more planning, a lot more organization. And, um, you know, we've always preached that communication is the key in our line of work. So it just took that communication and gave it another element. Most definitely, and for you, you know, young men come play, play for you, they're going to play for a great coach, first and foremost. But playing in the, in the Valley, you know, seven of your 10 schools, including yourself, are 500 better in conference last year. So when you saw a young man on coming to Missouri State, the academics is, is great, but also you're playing a great conference, one of the top majors in America in the Valley, with seven out of 10 schools are 500 better in conference play. Yeah, we, we have a great league, and um, there's a lot of parity in our league. There, 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 are, there are veteran coaches and a lot of four- and five-year players and fantastic guard play, as well as and now in our league we have these traditional big men that are really good, and, and uh, we're fortunate to have one in, in, in Gage Prim. But um, I've always been a fan of the Valley. I played in the Valley, coached at the Valley at, at, at three different schools now, including my alma mater, Illinois State, Wichita State, who's now in the American Conference and, and now being the head coach at Missouri State. So uh, I'm very familiar with the league, and I've always had a great amount of respect for this league. And uh, like I mentioned before, veteran coaches that have great systems and uh, 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 tough-minded, high IQ skilled team basketball players is, is typically uh, what you'll see uh, in the Missouri Valley. So um, uh, great fans. Uh, most, most, most schools are located in, in, in what we would consider basketball towns, basketball communities, and, and uh, uh, unmatched history dating back to Larry Bird and Oscar Robinson and Hershey Hawkins and and, um, you know, as recently as McDermott and, and guys like Van Vliet at Wichita State. So j- just a great league. Most definitely. There's no easy outs. Like you say, even Evansville's a hard out for anybody. So it's Drake, who's right at 89, you know. All the schools at the bottom, there's no easy outs. And, of course, you know, you know how it is in conference play. You know, guys, get, they get up for certain teams and you play them on a certain day. The shots ain't going down. They can beat you. So you have to always be prepared in the Valley, no matter who you're playing, home or away. Yeah, it's a tough brand of basketball. And, and like you mentioned, no, no matter who you're playing, you need to be ready to play. Anyone can beat anyone. Uh, Evansville last year, they had a tough situation with, with how their their program kind of uh, uh, got interrupted there about a, about a fourth of the way through the year. 
um, uh, dealt with some internal issues. But prior to that, they beat the number one team in the country, and and uh, and that team finished finished tenth in our league. And and even a team you look at like ours last year that was really talented, uh, it took it took everything in us to stay out of the play-in game, and and uh, that just shows you the amount of. Um, a uh, 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 team basketball, the, the the level of coaching in this league, and and really the the toughness and 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 what it takes to win it and, and be good at it, and um, I, I believe that that those are the recipes for success when you talk about Missouri Valley. And how do you feel you're growing as a coach? I'm talking to you six years as a head coach, man. I can't believe it's been six years now. So how do you feel like you're growing as a head coach over these past six years, running your own show now? Well, I think you get better every day, like like any line of work. Um, you know, you got to be humble in order to improve. And I've always had a humble mindset and you learn something new every single day. And, and um, you know, I, I would definitely say that I've developed as a head coach. Um, you know, I've always been one to challenge myself and not shy away from tough competition. And, and I believe that that's allowed for me to um, really evaluate myself a lot and, and always be able to try to do some things to get better and, um, you know, listening more to our players and, uh, you know, leaning on other coaches uh, in the business to, to see what, what, what and how they do certain things as opposed to trying to answer all the, the answers to the test myself. So, um, you know, the, the list of improvement, we could talk all day about it, but, but I think the most important thing is, is being humble and, and learning every day, and, and that's something that I try to do, and I really think it's helped me become a better head coach. Oh, Tish, you've been the same guy since I've known you. You know, you never treated me any differently. You've always been the same dude. I can, I can say that humbly. You've been the same guy since I met you. You know, you never changed a bit. You're still the same cool dude I've known. I first met you six years ago, man. Yeah, I don't know why anyone would let anything ever change them in a negative way. I guess change is good if it's a positive, but 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 not being a, a good person and, and um, uh, um, you know, losing contact with, with friends and, and colleagues – that to me would not be a sign of a good person. Now, coach, you know, the schedule probably for you has been out of whack as well because, you know, the two weeks have been pushed up. So, how's it been trying, trying to get games and knowing different states have their different rules about quarantines and things of that nature? So, how's that been trying to get the schedule together for November 25th here coming up in a month and four days? Yeah, you know, it's very, it's very challenging. Scheduling is always hard, but, but when you add the COVID 19 situation, it becomes even harder. And um, there's a lot of unknown. And uh, what you've got to try to do is make an educated guess on what's best for you and your program. Number one, the safety of the players. Number two, you have to take in consideration your fans if you're going to allow fans. And then I think number three, how are you going to make your team better? So um, every team is different. Every team needs something different to become better. Um, you know, our team last year, I felt like they really needed to be challenged in order to uh, have a mindset to get better every single day. And this year's team is not nearly as experienced as last year's team. So they're, they're going to need something else in, in non-league non scheduling. So um, it has not been easy, but we are tackling it one day at a time, trying to keep our players safe, trying to keep our fans happy, and trying to become the best team that we can before December 30th. Now, Coach, as far as you guys getting back on campus here, how's it been to kind of give them that ramp up to get ready to kind of go with it? So how have you all kind of approached that so they won't get those soft tissue injuries where they nag all year long with a hamstring or a little knee or an ankle? So how's it been to get these guys kind of ramped up, ready for November 25th here as you all prepare here, preseason here? Well, you know, we just try to conduct business as usual. Uh, we are huge advocates of prehab. 
meaning getting in hours before practice to get with our trainer and allow for him to work on certain body parts that may have tested out weak. We have a, a template here uh, where we can actually test the bodies of our players and see what areas need to be strengthened. And uh, we, we try to do a lot of prehab and, uh, and then we try to give them as much rest as possible. Um, it's not unusual for us to give our guys consecutive days off in order to try to get their bodies uh, uh, rejuvenated. And uh, we encourage a lot of drinking of water, a lot of sleep. And um, uh, we, we feel like if you can try to do those things, prehab, rest, water, and sleep, you're, you're going to do your body a lot, a, a lot of good. And, um, you know, we, we, we try to practice pretty physically and we try to practice, you know, pretty hard. So you, you can't always, you know, avoid those things in practice. But uh, there's some things off the court I think you can do to help your bodies recover faster. And, and, and that will allow for you to stay injury free. Coach, I know about you and your wife's finance three round foundation. What do y'all have going on with your foundation? What have y'all been up to since we last talked last year? And share with listeners with how they can help you all out as well and donate to your great organization you all have. Yeah, for sure. I mean, my wife, Christina, she's done a fantastic job with the Rebound Foundation. Uh, not only do we have two um, transitional homes here in Springfield, but we just broke ground on one in Chicago, which is her hometown. And uh, we're looking forward to working with the city of Chicago and, and trying to help uh, women and children, uh, you know, get back on their feet after tough situations of maybe uh, domestic violence, whether it be physical, emotional, or, or even um, uh, verbal abuse. And uh, if you'd like to help, our website is um, reboundfound.org. And uh, my wife, Christina Ford, is the CEO. And they've also got um, uh, um, uh, identification on uh, Twitter as well as Instagram, uh, Rebound Found. And so, um, you know, it's, it's, been a, um, it's been a humbling experience. And um, it's been something that we, we have a lot of pride in and respect for. And, um, to, to help families, especially as you get closer to the holiday season. It's a big deal in our household, and, and we're going to continue to do that. And, Coach, you have a new baby now. How's that been for sleep-wise, buddy? <laughs> yeah, you know, my wife, she, she does a great job with, with a lot of that. She, she takes care of our, our, our newborn da daughter, Klein Elizabeth, and uh, I, I, I have to take care of the other ones. And so we've got a, uh, a two-year-old who likes to wake up at 5 a.m., and so uh, I, I try to go to bed no later than 1 or 2 but uh, when he's waking up at five, some mornings I'm dragging it a little bit. <laughs> I hear that way, Coach Ford. Hey, I was going to talk to you, man. Hope to see you real soon, buddy. Keep up the good work, my friend. You my man, boss. Appreciate you, brother. Stay in touch. We'll do, folks. So Dana Ford on the Boss Man Show, people. Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. Today, we have them from Family Grind ENC, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to do two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip-hop. Albums available on iTunes. Amazon, Google Play, illstreetrex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today. True Speech and 313 Fresh Family Grind ENT. Believe in it, get it. A gorgeous tan from Suntan City gives you an inner glow that relights the fire when you run into your first crush. Vicky, who is that? An old boyfriend. Lucky you just tanned at Suntan City. Lucky he's single. We're doing lunch tomorrow. Won't be single for long then. During Tour of the City, try all five tans, including spray tan, for just $4.99. Restrictions may apply. Click to buy now.
when you're a teen, you finally get to make some of your own decisions. Who are you going to hang out with? What do you want to be? Are you going to glance at that text while driving? Remember, a split second is all it takes for something tragic to happen. Be in the zone. Turn off your phone. Visit childrenshospital.vanderbilt.org slash B-I-T-Z to learn more about our teen driver safety program. Brought to you by the Monroe Carroll Jr. Children's Hospital at Vanderbilt, the Ford Motor Company Fund, and the Allstate Foundation. It's maybe the night that my dreams might let me know All the stars are closer, all the stars are closer Tell me what you gonna do to me Confrontation ain't nothing new to me You could bring a bullet, bring a sword, bring a morgue But you can't bring the truth to me Alexa, play Kendrick Lamar and SZA Okay With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need Get tens of millions of songs Download the Amazon Music app today yeah, yeah, it's your man JC, the host with the most, baby, and it goes down each and every Saturday night right here in the city of Memphis. That's right, y'all. It goes down at Clicks Sports Bar Memphis, baby. 3705 Malco Way, Memphis, Tennessee, 38125. Come out and join us, the Three Kings, each and every Saturday night for the liveest karaoke in the city. Everybody gets in free till 10 p.m., only $5 after. Great food. We got drink specials. We got all kind of games, man. We got the pool tables popping. Whatever you want, we got you, man. Come on out. Have a good time with us each and every Saturday night. That's Clicks Sports Bar, Memphis. All right, folks, back on the Boss Man shows. want to give you all a quick heads up. I'm going to join John Jenkins here shortly, but I want to tell you about our initiative with Amazon. If you go to our website, bobbershow.com, click on our Amazon banner, and shop through our website. Uh, when you do that, it helps us help the community of Atlanta. So when you send us your order, we will go back to us to help us here in Atlanta raise money for our communities here. So please go to bobbershow.com, click the Amazon banner top of our homepage, and shop through Amazon with us. Help us help the community of Atlanta. Coach Jenkins is the coach of the D.C. State Trailblazers. They are out of the whack now. They just transitioned from D2 to D1. I want to talk to Coach Jenkins. Coach, good to talk to you. How things out there in Utah, man? Things are good. Things are good. Can't complain. Now, Coach, uh, it's interesting to look at your background. You've been there since 2005, Coach. You know, that's when I started college, man, 2005. So you've been there, you've been there a while. So you've been there since I've been in my whole adult life. But, Coach, you got started in JUCO. Then went to D2, now you're going to D1. So talk to us about how those transitions affect you for scholarship-wise, getting players and going from up each level. Can you share us with us how that all works for you guys? Yeah, that, that's a good question. Uh, first of all, you're right. I've been coaching for a real long time. It's kind of weird when I'm coaching players. Uh, I coach their dads, now I'm coaching their sons. It's it's been, it's been quite a fun, that trip. But uh, – you're right. I, I, you know, I, when I got into coaching, I, I wanted to, uh, to coach at the Division One level. That was my goal, and I, I kind of had some opportunities and just didn't do it. And now here it is. It's there. So it's, uh, if you coach long enough, I guess uh, you can get there. But um, we're really excited. You know, Dixie State is, is a great place. St. George is a great place to live. And we knew it would grow. We just didn't know it would grow as fast as it has. And, and uh, you know, going from a junior college, a really – a productive junior college. I mean, they, they, we won a lot of things at a junior college, probably one of the best junior colleges in, in, the, in the nation. And then they decided to go four years and go to the D2. And we thought, wow, I don't know if we should do that or not. And we did. <clears throat> and it took a while to get going, but then we became pretty good in D2. Started winning a lot of championships and uh, 
get into the NCAA tournament, and we felt really good about that. <clears throat> and then all of a sudden we get a call from our president and says, guess what, guys, we're going D1. And so we were, we were really excited for that. We know it's going to be a challenge. We know it's going to be hard. Uh, but we feel the WAC is a perfect place for us in our conference. And uh, now being the first year, the only part that's not fun is with this COVID-19, we haven't done all the things that we kind of were hoping to, you know, with summer workouts and spring workouts. And we didn't have a chance to do any of that. So uh, that part was, was bad. But, uh, you know, we're excited. We're excited. At least the NCAA has allowed us to play where our football and our volleyball and all the fall sports didn't get a chance to play in the fall. We're excited that the uh, the WAC and the NCAA are at least letting basketball start out, and, and we'll see how it goes. We know it's going to be it's going to be interesting and tough for us, but we're excited for the challenge. Now, coach, how is scheduling being? Because I know they pushed it back two weeks November twenty fifth. <laughs> so, how's it on schedule games now? Also coming from D two to D one, trying to get schedules, scheduling games, and they got COVID two weeks less of scheduled games. So, how has that been for you guys, coach? Well, scheduling at first was really easy. You know, once you're the uh, the, the first guy coming into Division One, everybody wants to play because, you know, they know we're not going to be very good. So we had everybody on us. And then all of a sudden this COVID thing out, we lost five five really good games uh, starting November 10th was our first one. So that hurt a little bit because those were by games we were kind of counting on. Um, and so, you know, that's, that's okay. That happens. So now we had to go back and redraw the board. And now with – fine with the whack coming out and, and saying what we're doing. Um, that's all we've been doing the last couple of days is getting on the phone and getting games. And, and so far it's been pretty good. So we're, we're uh, still excited. We're, we, we were not playing as maybe as strong a schedule as we had earlier, but uh, again, like I said before, at least we're, at least we're playing. That's all I'm happy for. Now, Coach, as far as restriction, I know in D2, you, you have, like, 10 scholarships. You can kind of do them however you want to do them. Now you have – do you have the full 13 now in D1, or are they have you kind of on that transitional period where you, you really have 10 with this year, the 11 and 12? How how's it? How's that part work up for you, Coach? It's been good. Um, it's been good. They, they, they have done that. They've given us the 13 uh, full rides, which is great. Um, it, it's, it's like you said, though, we had to let a couple guys go um, because we didn't have scholarship for more. At the Division II level, we had the 16, 17. They weren't full rides, but they were partials, and, and we could help people out that way. Well, when we went this way, we only had 13, because if we give out a partial, it counts as one of our 13. So we, we couldn't do that, so we lost a couple kids on that situation. But uh, it's nice to go into a home and talk to a family, parents, and say, guess what, your, your kid's going to be taken care of. we got a full-ride scholarship for them. That part's going to be really, really nice. So uh, we're excited for that. Most definitely. And then that coach for us, the COVID, um, for the guys who returned to your roster, how was the offseason trying to talk to them via Zooms and, you know, keep them engaged mentally via Zoom, getting the grades to stay up while you there was on campus out there at home? So academically, how was that trying to keep the young men focused on the academic wise and keep their minds fresh, not getting worn down with the whole pandemic thing going on around them? Yeah, that, that's another good question. It was hard. Uh, recruiting was a lot harder than in the past, one is, I mean, it's, the school part wasn't as bad uh, because of the Zoom, and we were checking up on them and make sure they were doing what they're supposed to do. That, was, that wasn't too bad. Uh, but the recruiting part, bringing them on campus for an official visit, that, that's kind of one of our strengths is to come to sunny St. George. It's beautiful. Like you said, it's 85 here today, 85 to 89. It's beautiful. And so that, that's one of our biggest thing is to get kids on campus. They fall in love with campus. We have great facilities. 
Um, and then also to meet the team. You know, I think that's that's a big part of, of recruiting. And, and when that was turned away, we couldn't do that. Um, it made it a lot tougher. Uh, but thank goodness, you know, Zoom's there. Thank goodness we can still communicate and talk to families. And we, we took advantage of that and did our best. And we might, a lot, we might have lost one or two guys because of it because they didn't get to come on our campus. Um, but overall, we were really happy with, with who we got, our recruiting. And, and now we, we got some other commitments to as well for next year, which, which is good. We can't wait till they take that off and let us start bringing kids in because I think that's one of our, our strengths. Coach Juggins, do you feel like that you will keep doing Zooms going forward for us recruiting? Because I know it can help you save on your budget. It kind of levels the playing field to a degree for you don't have to really get on a plane and spend resources to go travel to see a guy. You can maybe see him on Zoom and start building that bond with him via Zoom. Then maybe take a trip a trip or two out there, but you don't have to do it all the time to see a guy play, watch the videos. I know probably watching the videos, I can see him in person, probably hurt a little bit there, but kind of give and take of doing Zoom versus going to see a guy play a little bit there. Yeah, we'll do. I think we'll use everything we can um, to our advantage. Um, but we definitely want to go see them live. You see things a lot different live than you do on video or Zoom. Um, you know, you see how they act when they're not having a great day or things don't go well for them. So we want to do that. The Zoom thing I like is that you get to see face-to-face. -face, you get to meet their parents face-to-face -face so they know who you are. When you put a face with a voice, it makes a lot a big difference. So for the phone calls, we're still doing that. We're still getting way involved in that. And and so it's, it's going to be different, um, but like I tell our staff, hey, everybody has the same problems, not just us. I mean, if it was just the whack, you could only do this, then it'd be tough. But uh, everybody has to go through it, so we know that. We just hope that uh, they open up this, we can get better and we can get out and see people live. Um, we're excited for that, and I think I think the, the players are. I mean, it's been tough probably. I like to have asked that question to the players. How do they like it? Because I think they miss it. I think they miss the coaches coming and watching them live, and, and we're still going to do that as well. And coach, for me, the Zoom has been a, a revelation for me because doing phone interviews, like I never see you guys once I come come to the game. I can see you guys in person, can see me. So for me, it's been good for the radio side. I didn't have thought I could do my radio show via Zoom and get audio from Zoom. I never thought until this happened. So it made me kind of receive something new that I didn't even realize I could do. I've been doing this for eight years, coach. I had no idea, man. <laughs> No, I, I agree. Seeing a face makes a huge difference. And so I think that would – you have a face for radio, right? That's what they always say. You have a face for radio. Yes, yes, indeed. <laughs> and, and now, Coach, bringing your guys up in to, for finesse there on campus with you, um, so how was that being kind of ramp them up for November 25th here so they won't, won't get injured? So I saw some nagging all year long because you don't want to have a guy, you know, get a soft tissue injury and it nags all year long and every healthy. So how was that being ramping those guys up? That, that's hard. Um, you know, we do have some injuries and so forth, but you know, this, this COVID thing's tough too. Um, with these kids, you know, here you are coming college, college life and you want to get involved with the college atmosphere and get to meet people and hang out and go to some parties. And now we're telling them they can't do any of that. They just got to have stay with basketball and go to school. And, and here in Utah, we're wearing the mask to school and they're doing a really good job of uh, protecting them in classrooms. Some of our guys are doing the Zoom. Uh, calls and stuff like that for classes, but most of them are attending in classes, um, which is great, but it's, it's tough. And, and the injuries, I mean, that's going to happen wherever you go, whatever it is, COVID or not. Um, you know, we, we're trying to get our guys in the best shape we can. And a lot of times uh, that's when you have injuries, but we'll, we'll fight through it just like everybody else. And uh, you know, the good thing about moving it back to November 25th is some of these injuries might be 
you know, healed by then and might have our full team back on the court ready to go. Now, Coach, for you going to, from, to D1 now, how much uh, prep have you done for a scout? And it seems you'll be playing in conference in the WAC now because I know you're new as well, and they're looking at you like, okay, what did he do last year at this level? So how has that been trying to kind of get ready to, to play, face these guys down the road, knowing that you have a, a task on your hands, they're all coming for you. Like, oh, yeah, oh, Dixie, we, that's, that's a win tonight. So how, how do you fight against that idea that they have? That's, that's when we get paid the big bucks. Huh? We got to show do some tricks on them. No, uh, we've uh, you know the whack we've we've seen quite a bit because it's right here in the west with Utah Valley just being up the street. Uh, we've played them a few times, uh, but now they got a new coach with Mark Matson, so it's going to be a little bit different. But you know, thank goodness for synergy and a lot of the video stuff that we have that you can get on and almost find any game. And and same with them. So that's what we've been doing. We've been watching a lot of last year stuff. Uh, you know, New Mexico State looks really good again. Uh, they're always a powerhouse. And now with the new coach at Grand Canyon, we know they're going to be a handful as well. So we're we're preparing. We're doing – that's one thing we have been doing is, you know, with the time of not out going recruiting and being on the road, our, my staff's done a great job of, of getting on the computer and finding games and starting to look at teams and see what we have to have to prepare for. So that's, that's how we've been doing it. And I bet you they've been doing the same thing. That's what I got for you, Coach, is this. Uh, at what point, Coach Jenkins, you think that you thought in your mind you'd become a coach? Because I know for a lot of guys, coaching kind of comes to them in different ways. So for you, how did coaching come to you to say, I'm going to be a coach? And who are some guys who inspired you to become a coach as well? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, my, my dad kind of probably was the one that um, when we were growing up in Little League and thing, he always coached our team. So it's always always been there that. I've had I have three older brothers that uh, we played all sports. My oldest brother is Jeff at BYU coaches the women's and played in the NBA for five years. And, and, and so, you know, we all went on to play college basketball, um, all my brothers. And, and uh, I, when I first went to school at Utah State, I took some business classes. That's kind of what I wanted to do with my dad. My dad and grandpa owned their own businesses. And so I kind of thought, well, I'll go be a, do a business thing. And I got in there and I just did not, not feel right. And uh, I just felt like, hey, you know, I want to do something with coaching. And so I started looking into it and, and, uh, Got into it more and more, and, and that's where I fell in love with it. But you know what? This is this is the next best thing of playing. Um, you know, you still get the butterflies. You still get the highs, the lows. Um, it, it's a lot of fun to come to work. Um, it's it's a lot of work. I mean, you're, you're not an eight-to-five guy. You know, you're you're gone a lot. But it's got some benefits for my family that they get to go see into the world and do things. Uh, but I just love teaching and love, uh, love and seeing these young men. We bring them in as freshmen and see how raw they are and how, how almost immature they are. And then when they leave, man, they're, they're men and they're grown up. And, and hopefully we've touched their lives, not just in basketball, but in life and, and help them with, with their jobs and with their families. And, and to me, that's the benefit of the, of the whole thing. So I just, I just love to, to teach, um, you know, the practices and the stuff like that, travel on the road. I just love being with guys and, and get to know them. And it's just, it's been a lot of fun. So that's kind of where it started. Um, coaches, role models. I mean, I've had some some great coaches here at Dixie State. Where that's where I came as well. And, and a guy Neil Roberts taught me a lot. And then I went up to Utah State and finished my career. And I had Rod Tuller up there and, and Coach Con Smith, who was there with Bobby Knight. Learned a lot from him. And, and then I went to a junior college to coach. My first first coaching job was at Snow College, and uh, was an assistant there and had. Uh, had Elliot Anderson and also Larry Anderson, but more Elliot Anderson helped me with 
some stuff. I thought, you know, I'm ready. And I, I, I became a head coach at Snow College when I was 27 years old. And, uh, you know, I thought, wow, I'm, I'm young enough. It's going to be fun. And, and from then on, it's just been great. It's been a great ride. And uh, somebody's asked me, hey, when are you going to retire? I said, I hope I never retire. I mean, I just love Definitely. it. I love, love coming to work and, and spending time and, and teaching and learning. So it's been a great, great thing. And you've had a lot of success. I saw your record, man. All those 20 win seasons you've had, man, even your first year at Dixie State, 20 wins first year. So I could see that you, you have a standard out there, man. They, you, they, you're going to get this program going. I look forward to cheering on you guys and seeing you all grow as through, through this transition and hope you all can when you get to that four years. You can get in that tournament and make some noise, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's the plan, man. That's what we're trying to do. So we're just building up to it. But uh, it's been a lot of fun. I've had great assistant coaches with me, too, that – have helped us get those 20 wins a year, and we hope we can do it again this year. Thanks. Hey, Coach, I look forward to it, man. Thank you for your time this morning. I know it's early out there in the mountain time zone, so thank you for doing it, man. <laughs> no, no problem. I appreciate you inviting us, and hope I can meet you in person and we can sit down and maybe get something to eat. But I uh, appreciate you, and, and uh, we'll stay in touch. Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. Today we have them from Family Grind ENC, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to give you two discs, 33 songs of pure genuine hip-hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, illstreetrex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today, True Speech and 313 Fresh, Family Grind ENT. Believe in it, get it. A gorgeous tan from Suntan City gives you an inner glow that relights the fire when you run into your first crush. Vicky, who is that? An old boyfriend. Lucky you just tanned at Suntan City. Lucky he's single. We're doing lunch tomorrow. Won't be single for long then. During Tour of the City, try all five tans, including spray tan, for just $4.99. Restrictions may apply. Click to buy now. When you're a teen, you finally get to make some of your own decisions. Who are you going to hang out with? What do you want to be? Are you going to glance at that text while driving? Remember, a split second is all it takes for something tragic to happen. Be in the zone. Turn off your phone. Visit childrenshospital.vanderbilt.org slash B-I-T-Z to learn more about our teen driver safety program. Brought to you by Monroe Carroll Jr. Children's Hospital at Vanderbilt, the Ford Motor Company Fund, and the Allstate Foundation. It's maybe the night that my dreams might let me know All the stars are closer, all the stars are closer Tell me what you gonna do to me Confrontation ain't nothing new to me You could bring a bullet, bring a sword, bring a morgue But you can't bring the truth to me Alexa, play Kendrick Lamar and SZA Okay With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. Yeah, yeah, it's your man, JC, the host with the most, baby. And it goes down each and every Saturday night right here in the city of Memphis. That's right, y'all. It goes down at Clicks Sports Bar Memphis, baby. 3705 Malco Way, Memphis, Tennessee, 38125. Come out and join us, the Three Kings, each and every Saturday night for the livest karaoke in the city. Everybody gets in free till 10 p.m., only $5 after. Great food. We got drink specials. We got all kind of games, man. We got the pool tables popping. Whatever you want, we got you, man. Come on out. Have a good time with us each and every Saturday night. That's Clicks Sports Bar, Memphis.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.